Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. My God, my God, where are you? I've got more month than money. Where are you? My God, it doesn't feel like my kids are going to get it. Where are you? My God, it doesn't seem like I'm ever going to get promoted on the job. My God, it seems like that joker that I married has lost their mind. My God, the people in my neighborhood are against me. My God, the people at my church aren't supporting me. My God, this is all falling around me and I can't hear anything from you. Where are you? Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the 22nd Psalm. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 15. Again, that is Psalm 22, uh, verses 1 through 15. I'm reading the New International Version of God's Word. Uh, Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions that tear their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax, it has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of the earth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, church. O Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised, Lord God. 
Lord God, here I stand behind your sacred desk again to deliver a word from you. Allow every word that I speak to be acceptable in your sight. Let every thought that I think be that of you. Hide me behind the cross of Christ so that people don't see me, but they see Jesus and want to know Jesus in the pardoning of their sins. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I would like to talk a little bit about separation anxiety. Separation anxiety. It can be a terrible thing to be separated from someone or something that you are used to having around you for a long time. Feelings of abandonment and blame can come next. And truthfully, I wish, none, I wish we did not have to feel these kinds of emotions. Um, but the trouble is, is you, you cannot avoid being separated from things no matter what you do. All things come to an end. Um, all people come to an end. Eventually, you have to face it. There will be problems in your life that you will not be able to avoid. It will not be all rainbows and, and fun times. Uh, eventually, you'll have to face it. Uh, the Bible says that man born of a woman's days are few and full of trouble. Uh, the Bible says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And we proclaim that in victory, but we forget that in order for that verse to come through to the true, somebody actually has to try to make a weapon and actually have to try to use it against you in order for it not to prosper. Uh, we've all had to feel some sort of pain. And if you haven't had to feel any pain, just keep saying good morning and you will end up in some pain. I don't wish pain on anybody, but uh, you go through life and there will be the pain of addiction. There will be the pain of mental health crisis, either in your life or in someone close to you. There will be the pain of betrayal. There'll be the pain of divorce. There'll be the pain of loss. We all have to experience it sometimes. We all have to be separated from what is normal day-to-day -day life. And the psalmist, uh, David, gives us some ways to handle some of that separation anxiety in Scripture. Uh, people quote Psalm 22 often. Um, scholars go back and forth over whether or not this is a psalm of lament or a psalm of petition, uh, meaning uh, they're, they're asking for something. A psalm of lament means they're talking about uh, things that are, are bad, uh, and, or, or a psalm of thanksgiving, where they're thanking God for what God has done. And the answer to the question of, is this a psalm of lament, a, a psalm of petition, or a psalm of thanksgiving, is yes. Uh, <laughs> the scholars say that this psalm, uh, the psalmist is, is uh, 
facing a big problem, possibly sickness, all the way unto death. Uh, the writer is facing a big problem, and it's not something that you can sweep under the rug. It's not something that you can ignore. It's not something that you can just go through and try to put on a strong, solid face and pretend that everything is fine. The psalmist feels abandoned by God. And sometimes it is shameful to feel abandoned. Uh, the problem uh, with the passage that the writer is having is not so much their sickness, but the silence. I marvel at reading about uh, one of the problems that Mother Teresa had uh, and other uh, giants of the faith is that sometimes they were out there toiling away, trying to do the work that they believed that God had called them to do. But when they looked around, they could not feel or hear God. The problem is not so much the sickness, but the silence. Imagine getting into a disagreement with someone, uh, an argument, if you will, uh, uh, and they don't yell or scream. They don't argue. They don't even respond. They are completely silent. That can feel worse. Uh, to bring it home personally, uh, I know those who watch kids uh, may feel the same way. If you're in a different room than the kids at any given time, as long as you hear uh, laughing and playing and, and yelling and screaming uh, going on, you know everything's fine. But when you hear silence... It's time to go in the other room and see what they are up to. Make sure that the room is still intact. There is a danger in the silence. There is an uncomfortableness in the silence. And that is what the psalmist is talking about when they say, oh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The psalmist feels abandoned in the first few verses when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, in verses six through eight, he feel, the, the psalmist feels abused because uh, it says, but I am a worm and not a man and scorned by everyone, despised by the people. And so he's abandoned in the first verses. And in the next set of verses, he's abused. Then he feels outright attacked by the time he says that the bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me and then emptied out, losing what, what little he had to hold on to when he says, I am but poured out. The psalmist says that the bulls of Bashan surround him. Uh, just a little, little bit of info about that. Bashan uh, was a region of ancient Israel uh, northeast of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, we now call that area Syria. Uh, but during the biblical times, Bashan was known for the cattle raised there. Uh, these were big cattle. Uh, 
not small cattle. When they wanted the big cattle, they wanted to get them from Bashan. Uh, this would have been award-winning cattle at the rodeo. Uh, during certain times of the year, the cattle were allowed to forage and, and, and get food in a free-range fashion. Uh, in the more populated areas, uh, closer to the city, they would have a herder there to keep them in check. But out in the country, uh, they did not have a herder around. They just let them run free. And see, the problem was, is out in the countryside, uh, they're unsupervised. And while unsupervised, the wild animals start acting like wild animals. And so, and so someone minding their own business in Bashan might find themselves surrounded by bulls and the chance to get hurt was real. And see, the bulls of Bashan were an actual situation for those folks. It's, it, folks, it's a metaphor for us, and one, but it's one that we can easily, easily understand, rather. Uh, the bulls represent problems and demands that we cannot ignore, obligations that we cannot get out of, duties that we cannot drop, responsibilities that we cannot evade. And not only are the bulls attacking David, the psalm writer, they are saying that these are the largest, wildest bulls they have. My God, my God, where are you? I've got more month than money. Where are you? My God, it doesn't feel like my kids are going to get it. Where are you? My God, it doesn't seem like I'm ever going to get promoted on the job. My God, it seems like that joker that I married has lost their mind. My God, the people in my neighborhood are against me. My God, the people at my church aren't supporting me. My God, this is all falling around me and I can't hear anything from you. Where are you? But the good news is, is that we can overcome the pain with a little bit of an attitude adjustment. Uh, we may not be able to change the moment, but we can always change our minds. Uh, the psalmist uh, calls to God in prayer. The psalmist remembers their upbringing. So they know that God loves them. Hold on to what you had until you can get what else you need. Know that God loves you and you can call on him for deliverance. I can tell you that there have been some times in my life where uh, as an adult, I may not have been able to 
call on all of this fancy seminary training, but I knew from sitting at the table, at a kitchen table, that uh, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It is not I who lives in me, but the Christ who lives in me. I can hold on to that. I can hold on to if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I can hold on to having to pray every morning before school. And so if I know that I could pray every morning before school, I can pray every morning now. You put in those habits from the past. I know he's been a doctor in the sick room. And so when I'm sick now and I'm not healed just yet, I can call back to the time that he did heal me. I know that he's been a lawyer in the courtroom. And so I can call back to those times where the Lord spoke on my behalf and got me out of a situation. I can call those times. I know when I was hungry and he fed me. I knew when I was stressed and he gave me peace. And so while I'm in the middle of the situation right now, I can call back to those times where the Lord delivered me from those dangers seen and unseen and know that it'll be all right. It's okay to question. It's okay to cry out. It's okay to bring your problems to the Lord in whatever prayer you can. Not all prayers are going to be pretty. Not all prayers are going to hit a checklist of a model prayer or a a checklist on an axe prayer. Uh, Not all prayers are going to hit the, 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 the formulaic way that you go before the Lord in those times. Sometimes all you can let out is groan. Sometimes all you can let out is a help me Jesus. And sometimes you can't even get the me and the Jesus out. Sometimes all you can do is get out the help. And sometimes all you can get out is the oh, but that that way just know that because God has done it before, he will do it again. God created the world. God created the universe. I think he can handle some questions from you about what's going on. Take your part of the problem with us in pain is we don't want to acknowledge it. We don't want to experience it. We want to hold it all in unless we be viewed as someone who hasn't gotten it all together or someone who has lost their faith. The fact of the matter is, is none of us have it all together. The fact of the matter is, is all of us will have trouble with our faith. It's okay. Let it out. Take it to the Lord. If David was able to do it, why can't we? But it's not only is it okay to cry out, and not only was it David that did it, the reason this psalm is one of the most quoted psalms is because not only did David say it, but somebody came through the lineage of David, being both the root and the offspring of David, and they called it out. I read Psalm 22 and 1 in your hearing, but also know that this passage of Scripture is quoted again in the New Testament around Matthew 27 and 46. It's also quoted in Mark 15 and 34, where Jesus has gone all the way to Calvary, all the way to Golgotha, also known as the place of the skull. After he has endured the beatings and 
the mocking and having to carry a 300-pound beam all the way up to be nailed on it and hung in front of the people, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But the crying goes on to Thanksgiving, even though I didn't read it in your hearing. Understand that when we get to 21, uh, 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 31, it says that they will proclaim his righteousness, declaring it to a people yet unborn. He has done it. He's done it before and he'll do it again and he will do it. And so you start off with your problems and then you take your problems and you put some prayer on it. And then after you put the prayer on it, you move to Thanksgiving because David was able to say this and go from his problem to his prayer to Thanksgiving. Jesus was able to go to the problem and the prayer and then the Thanksgiving was on the third day when he got up with all power in his hands. We are able to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because eventually we'll move from my God, my God, why have you forsaken me to God did it again. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again and study your word and hear from you. Lord God, we speak a blessing upon those who have heard the word and those who will hear it later, that we'll all not only be hearers of the word, but doers as well. Allow your Holy Spirit to to work within whoever needs this, that they'll want to know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins. And let this be a seed that the Holy Spirit plants and the Holy Spirit waters in good soil to produce a harvest that is 30, 60, and 100 fold. Allow us to be a people that is okay to cry out when we don't feel you near, knowing that it's not that you don't exist, but it's that we just can't see you at the moment. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.